Hello there and welcome to the first ever episode of the Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, to those of you who haven't heard our sneak peek or our preview of what the podcast is about, well, in every episode, we invite a special guest and we ask them about their dream restaurant, where they'd like to set it up. What's the kind of decor they're looking for? You know, what's the cuisine? What's good? What's the, what are the dishes that we cannot miss out at their restaurant? What are the dream chefs and dream guests? And we end off each episode with their most controversial food opinion. For episode one, we of course started off with our closest friend. He is the third person in a duo, the fourth musketeer in the three musketeers, the twelfth man in a football team, and well, the fourth member of our so-called self-monikered dream team. His name is Shoaib Ahmed. Welcome, Shoaib, to the podcast. Glad that we could have you have you on here as our first ever guest. As you can see, we are still a bit rough and rusty on the introductions. But before we get to talking about your dream restaurant, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, thank you so much, Praddy, for this awesome introduction. It, you sounded like a coach, where you called me the twelfth man, the fifth man of the no, the sixth man of the basketball team, and the twelfth man of a football or cricket team. So, thank you so much for the uh, for the introduction. So, yes, everyone, good morning. My name is Shweb, and I've known Praddy for more than fifteen years, and Naeem and Aaron almost the similar amount of years. So. We've been uh, all together from the school time and touch wood until now. We've been really good friends, so that's a good part. And yes, currently I'm based in Dubai. I've been in Dubai since the past thirty years, so Dubai has been my home country, I would say. So yeah, thank you for inviting Deshtrohi. me on the show. Such a deshdrohi. Started off the conversation with the most con. Started off the conversation with such a controversial opinion. and statement but uh, fair enough i think for someone who's lived in that country you can consider it home i think we all do uh all right so show i mean uh, for the people listening to this podcast what does food mean to you and are you a foodie so am i a foodie i'll say not really i mean i do have certain favorite dishes which i like to enjoy but in terms of the food cravings and all like i feel that lately i've not maybe is it because of work stress or is it because of the lifestyle how is changing like i'm not a person who would consider food as a uh, as a necessity it's like a you know like a want like you need food so that you can survive so that's how Uh, is is it in the other way? <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, like I, even like right now, even before having breakfast, I was not hungry for the breakfast, but I ate just because you know I have the energy to come yeah, to this yeah. podcast and then yeah. But basically, time, what he means is it's not a comfort thing for him it, or a luxury. Yeah. It's basically a need. So I mean, he just mix. I think he's not had his uh, morning cup of coffee yet. So oh yes, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> food is sustenance to you. Yes, just sustenance. Well, we knew that coming into this podcast. One second, though. But has it always been the case? Was it always about sustenance? 
I don't know. Is it is is it because after COVID, maybe is the vaccine effect or something like? I mean, I mean, wow. I'm, I'm not feeling. Yes, it. let's go there. Go on. You. Yes. <laughs> and see, I mean, getting even, into all kinds of uh, theories right now. But see, again, I mean, uh, if we're talking about all the post-COVID era and all, like you see, a lot of people are getting sick. A lot of people are, you know, when they get sick, then they say that okay, is it maybe it's because of the outside food? Is it because of the weather change but i feel like like people have lost a lot of immunity their immune system is not yeah but great. i mean so, no but, but like yeah. for you personally even as a kid did you always see food as just being something that you needed and mm. not something that you mm. enjoyed as not, such not really i mean I, there are few food items which i really like which sub, like which i sometimes crave and then i go alone and then eat so that i can enjoy the full dish by myself other than that but that's like a very rare occasion like once in two months once in three months so it's not like a regular thing right but like we know you for the longest time right i know you especially for more than 15 years and so like for me i've never had this conversation like i've had with probably Aaron a name about you know oh my god this dish oh my god this restaurant like that so personally i feel like you've kind of just been like following wherever we've been and wherever we go we you do de- definitely have your cravings, but I feel like I agree, I probably would agree with what you said. Like for you, I think food's always been. I st- I still just... re- remember before, like when I was a kid, I used to love McDonald's. But when Aaron and Naeem introduced me to Hardee's, and then since then I've become a big fan of Hardee's, and I still have Hardee's. So I mean, that's one thing which which is still which I still have a place in my heart. And even like uh, there's one more restaurant called Eric's, which. Naeem had taken us once so I've been a big fan of that since then so there are a few restaurants where you guys have introduced me uh, even like Cheesecake Factory also that was the first time where we had gone together and since then that's become my go-to restaurant when people uh, come from abroad. With all this name dropping right from episode one we better be getting some free meals for all the publicity these restaurants are gonna get hopefully Hopefully. but yeah okay I, I can see your point and I don't know if this is a good booking or not, but to have someone who who isn't a foodie for episode one is certainly going to be very intriguing as to what the conversation, you know, what the future conversation holds, really, given your dream restaurant. So, so let's talk about. See, uh, th- there are a few things. So, suppose like uh, there's a person, okay, who's not a foodie, but but who wants to serve others. You know, like they like serving others. Mm. So that's also one point of view. Also, you can thinking that way i mean i'm a person who doesn't like to buy things for himself but when it comes to others like i would like spend on buying gifts for someone else i mean that's the way i feel i feel like it happens so basically you're saying like if if at all even though you don't take yourself to be a foodie you'd still probably experiment different food Mm. if that basically appeals to to your family members or your friends basically right that's it. Also, like, I mean, even though he doesn't really explore too many restaurants, I think Shoaib does every now and then suggest a couple of restaurants that you've never mm-hmm. been to. For example, like, I think the last time uh, Fahad was in town, he uh, he was the one who suggested this place called Meshwa, and that turned out to be a pretty good restaurant to dine at for us. So I think he's got his um, specific cuisines that he likes to sort of delve into, uh, and within that spectrum, he kind of suggests the best options that he's been to. So, but also the suggestions come from somewhere else also where I've been with my other friends. So 
that's also what happens yeah fair enough yeah makes sense yeah all right okay. sure let's get to the episode now all right and now because this is episode 1 to all of you listening to this podcast we're going to be dividing it into different sections so that it's easier to listen to and you get i we get to know a lot more and we can delve a lot more into certain specific specificalities or specifications of the dream restaurant so the first section that we're going to be talking about today is the location so sure without giving too much detail about your dream restaurant if we were to give you unlimited amount of cash in this hypothetical situation where in the world would you love to set up your dream restaurant so as i've said earlier that i've been born and brought up in dubai in united arab emirates so of course the first go to restaurant would be in dubai itself because i know the market i know the people i know the prime locations i know each and every the demographics of the crowd or uh, or like which crowd is uh, more popular in which area versus the rest of the uh, parts of dubai so yes so dubai would be my first location and not only for me anyone else who would open up their first restaurant the first base restaurant would be in the home country where they know the locality the people their food buds and uh, how they would uh, react to the restaurant once it opens i love it we've already coined a new term food buds so i think that's going to take over taste buds now so we know what the food buds are going to be i love it no it's great i, I mean that's the whole point of this podcast <laughs> it's just coming up with new terms I need right. my morning so, coffee. I know. That's fine. Uh we'll get over with this soon. So Dubai okay so it's more like not only do you not like know about the market and all that's also like a comfort thing that is just closer to home so you know start yeah, off It's easy to monitor yeah. Hmm. All right. Okay. That I again it sounds very you like I I wouldn't have imagined you saying you know Scotland or any other european or american places or any australian places as well so i i think that's very your brand that you want to start something closer to home and and can... also like i mean i had an option maybe somewhere like uh, maybe scotland where i had done my masters but again like to to know about the locality the procedures of opening a restaurant the overheads the mm. um, the employment on how you can recruit your people so that will take a lot of time so that's why like if you have your first restaurant in your home country and then if you want to expand and think about other locations then yes i mean you have few restaurants in dubai uh, yeah the the famous uh, tea the tea place which was started in dubai now it's going all across the world so i mean that's okay. how you need to expand why do you say the tea place as though we've not name dropped already 1 million restaurants before this <laughs> you might as well name drop this one no but i i completely agree with you and like going into this podcast we kind of expected because it's a hypothetical situation we kind of expect people's answers to be wildly imaginative but it's very yeah. considering this is the first episode in fact like <laughs> i mean <laughs> it 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 sounds more a realistic dream uh, as opposed to a something that's quite out there of such uh, and and it's like there's like proper thought process behind this uh, already so uh, quite interesting to see because the i mean initially when the three of us was discussing this it felt a lot more like oh maybe someone wants to open up a 
restaurant in the space station or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly, Along those yeah. lines. But, but uh, yeah, nice knowing, to knowing show, it's not surprise, surprising either that he's gone very logical and realistic that way. So, all right, sure. Let's but, talk. Yeah, I mean, opening yeah, up on. a restaurant in a space, this thing, I mean, the first thing would come to me is the travel and the cost. So, I mean, these yeah, are the that. first few things. I mean, you'll just get one uh, pasta for like, like what, uh, uh, $8,000 who would like, you know, end up going there. Rather, you can fly down to Bali from US and then have pasta over there and get back and enjoy the location. Fair enough. All right. Sure. Let's talk about now the experience, right? So, we know that it's going to be in Dubai and Dubai is like filled with either fine dining, casual, street food. It's got, ev- it's got everything. Like, what is your dream restaurant going to be? What's it going to offer the clients and the diners? So, because Dubai has a lot of ethnicity and majority of them is the South Asians. So, I feel that's like a bigger market. And even in the South Asians, you uh, divide it further down, then it's like the middle class, which would fill up those populations. So, if you target that kind of a segment, I mean, you're good to go. I know there are many restaurants which uh, target such markets, but always, you know, like people want to try something new. I mean, one cannot live in a shawarma for like uh, 365 days or one with a vada pao or any type of fast food cuisine. So so something which would fit their pockets and yeah. something you have <clears throat> different kinds of things to offer. All right, so but it so okay, so then I'm desperately guessing it's more casual dining, more uh, pocket friendly, of course, because it's yeah, we're doing that. All right, yeah, again, that sounds interesting because that's the sort of place that we, I suppose, even when we go out, we kind of hit those restaurants more often than not, like in the sense for repeat customers, for repeat dinners or lunches that we do, we normally hit those joints rather than the fine dining joints where. We probably go once in a blue moon, if at all, or and, need to celebrate something. And like usually, when I go out for uh, for lunches or dinners, like we go to a restaurant where you know where you see a lot of crowd because you see that okay, if there's good crowd, which means the items which they have it in the kitchen also it's coming fresh because it's fast right. moving compared to the restaurants which is you know it's not uh, doing well. Then they would have the items which would go stale and then you they'll use that in your food. So you know. That way also, that's also a way to know that, okay, this restaurant is doing well and they are serving good quality food because of the number of people coming in. Have Have you guys ever gone to a restaurant after seeing the crowd? I do sometimes tend to do that. Like I, I would stay away from restaurants that are completely empty because, oh, it's a bit sus, especially abroad. Like I don't know about Dubai, but like abroad, especially I've normally done that. Or do you guys... Is it not a factor for for everyone else? Uh, for me, like if suppose um, I would see a like okay, there are few restaurants in malls like which I've named earlier, like a cheesecake factory. So I know that on weekends it's going to be a lot of rush. So I would prefer going on a weekday so that you know I get a table and I don't have to wait much. For no, the no, food. but like the the influence to choose cheesecake factory is it based on because you're seeing a crowd? Like for me, I would go into a restaurant whether it be crowded or not i'll choose that particular restaurant because i'm seeing that a lot of people are going in there so maybe the food is good maybe you know stuff you know every the experience is nice but if it if it, a restaurant is completely empty you're kind of hesitant to be like 
you know can i go there can i go i don't know maybe this course, is something yeah. that i've done more abroad here because you know you have your zomatos you have all of these restaurant reviewing sites where you already do your preparation beforehand uh it probably is less of a factor for me in dubai but like in europe whenever i used to walk down in uk and all of that tend to kind of go to restaurants where there is more crowd you know where people kind of keep going and shuttling in and out so i don't know about you guys a uh, crowd is not not uh, an obvious indicator at all times for me personally word of mouth plays a huge role for sure hmm. like if it's my friends or my family someone who suggests that this place is definitely worth a visit sometimes certain restaurants they don't do too well in what they serve generally but there might be like a dish or two that's like the best that they serve uh, and maybe not everyone knows about it so not a lot of people go to the place you know like uh, so you only come find out if someone's happened to have visited the restaurant uh, by chance and they've tried this dish out and they're like you know what this is worth a try so crowd is not always an indicator for me uh, but word of word of mouth is definitely and obviously like you mentioned uh, some of the restaurant discovery platforms that we have within the region um, is like a uh, something that you look uh, to basically in terms of if you're trying out a different place then you kind of do your initial checks and see if it's worth visiting especially if it's like a group hangout thing if it's mm. a quick meal sometimes i mean if you're out for meetings and stuff like that uh, and you're like uh, you're rushing uh, but you want to grab something quickly then it depends like sometimes you just you see that odd uh, restaurant by the corner but it's the most uh, obvious choice there is so you just enter you take whatever you can and then you and sometimes you happen to like what this so so you yeah. like oh you know what i might just come back here you never know so yeah a lot of factors i mean yeah i, I don't think crowd is to uh, so much of a factor because again someone has got to take a gamble on that restaurant to then spread word of mouth so there has to be someone that goes to it first so it's a Are lot of things that think, sometimes i mean i i would like to think i am cuz sometimes i just look at what's on the menu and like eh, why not it looks interesting and then uh you kind of risk it but anyway at the end of the day it's an experience either you enjoy it or there's something to look back and laugh at few years down the line so yeah it's a win win either way all right sure let's move on now to the kind of restaurant that we're talking about right so we got it it's casual dining pocket friendly somewhere where people can go in hang out for a bit have something that they're not going to you know pay through their nose have food that after which they're not going to be crying looking at their wallet so now we're looking at the decor right so what kind of restaurant are we looking at like food truck are we looking at a stand alone restaurant something in a mall or something yeah what's the kind of dream restaurant so, that you are imagining so it's a different kind of a concept uh, you have in the us even in dubai also you have food trucks but they are located in one place like in one mm-hmm. part of the area and to get to a food truck where there's no public transport like people have to drive all the way to that location just to have a food truck experience which doesn't yeah. make sense at all so my kind of a concept is having a food truck which is movable i mean you like how okay. you have these buses which is like a double decker one oh so nice so that's something i would convert that into a restaurant like a like a meals on wheels 
Okay. Where yeah, yeah. Could, where you could move from different locations, like maybe every day or maybe every, like in the morning, you're in one location for breakfast, in the afternoon, you're in one location, and in the evening, you're in the, another location. And considering this place, it has an ample amount of land, ample amount of parking, and and where people can come uh, by public transport also and enjoy the cuisine, and then they can go back home happily. And the type that, of cuisine... Yeah. Yeah, but that sounds good, like really interesting. I've never really thought of the concept. Yeah, I've heard of, you know, in the US, food trucks tend to move around places. They don't tend to be stuck. Unlike in the UAE where you have designated spots, and I suppose that's the rules and regulations meant do d- define that. So um, this double decker bus of yours it's it's con you, you mean like it's going to have a dining section of its own like yeah, people can so, kind of sit like uh, <laughs> no 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 uh, so it's not going to be like that so uh, it could okay so there could be a different type of concept maybe the maybe in the uh, morning time it will be in a location where you know people want breakfast so the bus would be there okay it will prepare on the ground floor and on the first floor you can just go up and sit down That'll over be there cool. and have a, yeah. yes and if suppose if the weather is good and if the weather is good in dubai like in the winters maybe if that upper part of the section opens up you can have like a nice, oh, nice. morning breeze you could get and then enjoy your breakfast I know the seating would be an issue, but then wherever. Would it like, though? But like, given that your concept is like casual, di- pocket-friendly dining, where I'm guessing you want a lot of turnaround, you can probably accommodate people coming in and out, and you know you could even have. If you're saying that you're going to be located or you're going to go to one place and sit, be there for a while, maybe have outdoor seating. Maybe people can just be yes. seated outside as well, where. Then they order. Yeah, I was coming to that as well. Like, if there's okay, not much sorry. space, then yeah, you can have. No, 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 it's okay. You can arrange for an outdoor spacing, considering you have all the permits and everything to do such kind of a thing. I I'm immediately picturing like a 1950s, 1960s American diner on wheels. I don't know why. Like, it just feels like the red and white decor for some reason. The and retro? you have the. Yeah, and yeah, retro thing with the you know outside they have the canopy kind of thing where attached over the, the attached the bus and very RV huge RV but like open top and you know people just enjoying their meals there. That's that's the kind of vision that I have just by your description of the of the thing, which sounds really cool. I like the fact that you're not asking people to come to your uh location but you're basically going to them which is yes, again then, very so, on brand of and you also, and also it's a unique concept i mean like people would come and see and be like oh this is something different let's try it out and then if one goes in then you have 10 people coming in then you have 100 and then the word of mouth so like that itself you know that could create a fast uh, impact and also you don't have to spend much on a rent if you're opening up a restaurant, <laughs> your overheads your overheads reduces a lot. Your manpower is there, so okay, that's the only overheads you have. And other than that, you you would just spend on something like a generator or something which you need to keep your kitchen running. Hmm. The yeah, scalability so, of this is next level, though. Just imagine, do, like, if he yeah. starts doing really well, all he needs to do is keep buying bus, and then obviously. <laughs> exactly. 
redecorate and, and deploy them at different areas. Like, oh, today you 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 head off to Sharjah. Why don't you like no, go to that and, area? And also, like the social media sort of side has a lot. Like, you could take how Parker used to do photos of the places that they're in, and like guess where we are at. So you kind of just do cryptic photos and be like, yeah, come find us here. But it's hard to like. It'll be hard not to notice a double decker food, <laughs> double decker restaurant moving around Dubai. Like I can. I think for uh, the initial bit, though, the bus would have to be at a specific spot for like a while until it garners enough attention. And post that, obviously, there will be enough word of mouth or social media buzz to sort of push through people. Like, oh, uh, we gotta like like imagine right? Like if it's really popular in Karama. Yeah, uh, but the people don't know. It's not necessary that if he goes and parks it in another area somewhere in Gisas, he'll yeah. see tracks there. But if there is enough buzz around, then probably like as you move around, you see a lot more people coming. In. You, you bring up a good point there because so sure, I know we're going dialing back a little bit to the location bit. So if there were two locations where you like, now you mentioned there will be. You're going to set it up into like for maybe breakfast and lunch. You're going to be setting it up in different locations, right? Which of the two locations you think would be high up in your priority list of where the bus would be initially? Like you set it up and you're like, we'll target these two locations in Dubai. Given your food, given the kind of experience that you're offering. so technically okay. three, right? Because you've got three meals: breakfast, lunch, and dinner. All right, three meals. So give us three locations. So I would split this up maybe for the breakfast. Okay, um, I would say the prime locations would be uh, uh, Business Bay and Jumeirah Lake Towers because you have a lot of working people coming into these locations in the morning. The influx of the people coming in, and all of these people are, uh, you know, looking for options because uh, such areas are quite expensive to get. Yeah. Uh, ex- like for example, for a breakfast. Minimum, you have to spend twenty five dirhams, and you do multiply it by twenty two working days, so that come up comes up to almost six hundred dirhams just on a breakfast. So they are looking for options which would fit their pockets for the people who are coming in and to work in the offices. I'm not saying the CEOs or the V the vice presidents, but it's for the other people who are working in the small cubicles. Okay. So for them to, I mean, that's the target market which I'm looking at. So yeah. for them, they would want a pocket-friendly restaurant. So I would uh, put these two locations as. I like how you're like pocket uh, bucketing everyone, and like the CEOs feel feel offended by like, oh, so basically we we're not expected to come and visit this restaurant. No, no, it's it's not about that. I mean, of course, everyone. And I'm just pulling it, like, but then people have their own state status. Yeah, like I mean, having a co- coffee from Starbucks versus having a coffee from Daral Shai. So you know, like. It's it's yeah. that kind of a way, yeah. Like people Great. go to Starbucks, they'll they'll take their, they'll post it on Insta and all. But having a one dirham tea or a coffee, like people would not do that much. Much. I'm going to be tagging to, all of these companies on the Instagram photo, being like, look, 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 publicity you're getting. I I agree. Have you ever thought of the idea? And now this is going to bring in the bizarre to this logic. Have you ever thought of driving around Dubai while people are eating? One of the concept could be that maybe like on a weekend, like how you have such dark cruises, which you have yeah. like cruising over the sea. Maybe, maybe for the tourist, we could do that. Like how you have the hop and hop of bus, hop on, hop something. Yeah. yeah, 
hop on hop on bus hop hop in is actually the better thing i don't know why they call it a hop on you hop into a bus you don't i mean i guess the top is what they talk about fair enough anyway that's too much of semantics I, in I, this i'd like to but see you always say bus. get on the bus right don't yeah, you get get into the car, get yeah yeah i suppose so i mean it's it's semantics at this point anyway that's not what the podcast <laughs> is about so let's Okay. I'll be very intrigued to see how that works because obviously yeah. we'd have to nail down the chairs, nail down the table. We'll have, have like the Japanese TV shows where you have all these kind of weird things happening. I mean, if you see like, uh, I mean, people have meals on a train, on a luxury train where, you know, it's smooth and all that. Yeah. Like, you know, if that goes up to like 120, 130 kilometers per hour and this bus will go like maximum 40 kilometers per hour. So, I mean, I don't think so. That's, really an issue yes there will be some setups done to people we are relying a lot on the governments to kind no, of I, have perfect I, roads I, and I, I think I think I think if you take uh, the time slot between 6 to 8 on the dubai charger road you're good stuck yeah, there people can enjoy that too <laughs> yeah you're yeah. yeah. on the road getting the experience there's no trouble in terms of movement because it's going to be so slow Uh, yeah I, i mean yeah that could be one of the options like you know like for that what uh, get them if, on if traffic some, no i mean that would save on the person's transport cost and also like he'll be like okay i don't have to go home and prepare food i'm i've done my hours <laughs> i'm dropping you home so it's basically a drop off bus where do you stay i'll take you there <laughs> then leave transport i'll take get you in traffic that's all the way that's there that's pretty cool though Yeah, I just imagine yeah. like uh, anyone who's headed back to Sharjah from Dubai in the evening, too tired from work to even go home and cook. Well, you can do two things at a time: travel back and have, have a dinner. meal. Yeah, that yeah. allows yeah, that will save up a lot of on the cost. Do other things once you get home. So why not? Or or you can do three things. I mean, if after you're done okay. with the food, you can just catch up on your emails or something. If you want to do that, also rather than a person who's driving and then. you know they tend to check their fo- uh, emails on the phone try to text and which is of course not safe while driving so that's also a good option i think we should open this as a partnership now <laughs> great perfect we'll definitely take this into consideration all right so the next section that we have is the cuisine so we know what we're going to experience it sounds like a whole lot of fun but what is the kind of food that we're going to be getting here so uh it's something which would uh, be suitable for all kind of taste buds so something like food buds. i would say like a food buds taste buds yeah so uh something like a kind of momos you have or you have the traditional shawarmas the and and not only the fast food types even something like a pasta like a small mini pizzas or and some some of the food indian pakistani dishes you have like the butter chicken the niharis and all of that so people have a lot lot of variety to eat from and they're not stuck up to very few options and you know for that at least you have people who would come back for uh, the same people would come back again to try different type of cuisine i'm going to add one more thing i think you should have those connecting sort of buses and have like one double decker and then connected to another double decker so you have like different buses with different cuisines so you basically have yeah, like a four 
like a train basically with a double decker train moving around dubai serving pork cuisine but yeah i don't know it's just the feasibility again. of that is quite difficult you'll have to take permissions and specific routes to actually be able to sort of cuz he's taking up two tracks instead of one <laughs> so yeah i mean obviously but no, then no, again no. this is like one um, one, uh, one lane but you're extending it the, the the lengthwise it goes like a train with like like a tram basically a four coach tram but mm-hmm. now it's an eight coach because you've got down and top so the first coach is only arabic cuisine second coach is indian cuisine the third sort of uh, yeah but you I said side by side buses right so technically they can't fit into one track i didn't say side said just it continues like a one snake behind the other. Ah, okay. one, one behind, behind the other, the other. like yeah. those extended <laughs> snake buses that we see that's what yeah 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 that's the connection okay. so okay it's it's like Fair a snake enough. so you keep collecting buses as you go along <laughs> like eat up one bus that adds to my collection then the next one yeah i multi cuisine yeah that if it works out well great because you get to try different stuff along along the way so that'll be interesting so what are the three sort of cuisines that you think should be on or what are the cuisines that you would have on that on that bus uh so of course i would like as i said arabic indian and indo chinese okay awesome that sounds i would, i would love to and have. and you i would have a bit of italian also in that but these would be the top 3 which is loved by most of the i mean pasta is already there in the arabic cuisine isn't it <laughs> yeah if you leave that up to shoaib and uh, rahul for sure it's definitely right up there yeah in an arabic I mean, menu of course uh, pasta in pink sauce or arabiata sauce is already there in an arabic cuisine for some reason it is prominent so i'm not i wouldn't be surprised if i see it there all right i i would love to see how the shawarma grills work during the especially if the bus is moving it'd be crazy when he starts cutting the yeah you know, the slices of chicken there let's talk about the dishes right so we're not going to delve a lot into the menu as such but let's start off with drinks right because that's normally the first course that you go through when you're dining at a restaurant so give me the shoaib dream restaurant special drink like what's the one drink you would definitely have on the menu okay so based on my past experiences when i was in turkey and there was this one drink which i used to really like before having the food was like a lemon water or a like like a lemon mint so mm-hmm. i would like to have that have uh, to to be introduced in in my first uh, concept of the restaurant lemon mint because considering the weather where you're dehydrated where you want to just you know just come and relax have a like a cool uh, cool head like you know and then you're quite relaxed so i would say yeah like lemon mint and also the benefits of also having a lemon mint it's so after food you won't feel much heaviness in that and you will feel very in the sense for the digestion of the food and all it's pretty good so lemon mint i would say i mean yeah like lemon is it's always good for digestion All right. I mean okay. I would I don't know if you have seen me but sometimes at the restaurants I ask I have seen you squeeze it on the spoon and then eat it so I mean that's really? good Really okay I've not seen that I've never seen that, that. I haven't seen 
yeah where have you been hiding these special techniques now but these are all in the indian restaurants i do i don't go and do it in meshwar and all of that <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> i do that food we don't tend to go to uh, too indian many rest- indian restaurants together i suppose mm. yeah so we need because, to take a trip yeah. to gazebo once uh, anyway i don't know because i've known you for so long i had already kept one drink in mind and that was a banana and chocolate milkshake i mean uh, that is also there but i cannot ha- but i would say the one thing with milkshakes is uh, if you have a milkshake if i would have a milkshake then i would not focus much on the food because i'm already halfway there your you uh, you're not if, preaching to anyone here like we would anyway have our food after the milkshake no, you, i you, i can you, understand you guys are foodies so you guys are foodies you guys can do that No, no. Just because we're foodies doesn't mean we have unlimited, a bottomless pit <laughs> yeah, inside yeah. of us. No, but, but we would. I get, I get what he means. It, it, it wouldn't be an opening drink for. It would be more something that goes along the meal rather than something you, that you could have something like a, a like a lemon mint shots, some kind of a thing like a no, welcome yeah. drink. Like those, you can have like a opening, like a welcome drink. Like mojito, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like you can't have a milkshake and then gorge on. whatever indian meal you're serving definitely like or Arabic, especially or considering indo chinese <laughs> indian arabic i can still probably think of again like not from a perspective that you have the milkshake first and then you move on to the other meals it's more like you while you're biting into the meal you tend to sip from uh, the yeah. but yeah like like a drink in itself uh, probably a mojito or any lemon based drink seems the most obvious choice at least from the I love I love the fact that you called it like a lemon mint shots I've never seen that that'd be cool to have just so that the non alcoholics get a little taste of what it is like to yeah be that's alcoholic. a good idea yeah uh, no but lemon mint shots could like a platter of like five lemon mint shots maybe once got blue curacao once got different flavors and then you I don't know mm-hmm. you drink it up lap it up for the meat okay but i suppose that again is pretty much the go to drink that you would have in a very hot climate and i suppose especially during lunch time a lemon mint would go down refresh yourself yeah smooth. yeah you'll be the perfect re- refreshment uh and now should i want to ask you are you a starters boy or a main course man Wait, wait, wait. Why the two different differing? Uh, uh, what is with the starters boy and main course man? So, like, what are you trying to imply here? Nothing. I just, I mean, actually, it doesn't rhyme. But I, I want. I thought main course man would have rhymed, but I didn't know anything for starters. I just called it to say. <laughs> okay. But uh, okay. yeah, I just want to know: Do you prefer starters over main courses in general, or are you more? the sort of guy who would just maybe have a starter to share and then go full on on the main course i mean starters is something to like to start off with your uh, taste buds you would just you cannot that's the definition on wikipedia starters is yeah. something to start off no yeah, i think he's reading off of wikipedia right now so yeah i mean starters is some it's not a main course i mean you cannot just order oh, only starters yeah. and, and no I, no in the sense <laughs> you can order only starters and then be like okay i'm full i'm not ordering the main course i haven't seen anyone doing that i'm really? sorry but i i i i would i have done that you on that yeah i i could easily have starters as my entire meal and walk away from the 
uh, place like being maybe we haven't gone to those places yeah. where we've done that like how he, we haven't gone to an indian restaurant we probably haven't gone to like a tapas bar or something like that uh, i'm pretty sure we've gone to absolute barbecue and stuff together right like and like Fair not had at, the main course <laughs> at all yeah like stayed away from main course but okay but go on I, what would then you, again, you i mean okay your 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 perspective obviously we are looking at so for you basically you cannot just have so I'm a person yeah i'm a person who would just order one starter share it and then just uh, till till the main course comes in because main course it takes some time to come in so i mean that's something you could kick off with and okay. main course is- let's let's simplify it if you wanted more options would you want it in on in starters or would you want it on main course in terms of what you can Con- considering the the dream restaurant which i have i would focus more on the starters side because that's okay. something quick that's something quick uh, people can grab it quick eat and then leave because for main course minimum it would take like 10 to 15 minutes to prepare and that would take some time if suppose someone's in a rush or something then that's something which you cannot fulfill the order okay because you've already told us three the three cuisines that you are going to have at at this dream restaurant i'm going to ask you for one starter that you would recommend from each cuisine for us if we were to dine at your restaurant and ask you show tell us you know we want to order we are three of us so i want indian name wants indo chinese aryan wants arabic right so tell us one starter from each so for the indian one i would suggest i don't know if that comes in indian or indian indo chinese maybe something like a momos which is indo chinese loved by even... everyone nowadays for the indian i would say okay that comes under like veg and non veg maybe for vegetarians maybe it could be like a crispy vegetables where you have all sort of vegetables fried yeah. and with the, uh with the chutneys and all of that or you can have a chart section also like maybe like a pani puris okay or, yeah and uh, and for the non vegetarians maybe like how you have drums of heaven something like that indo chinese again indo chinese again indo chinese so okay yeah. or uh, or something like a sea kebabs which yeah. Yeah, i mean that sea kebabs would come under arabic also and indian but you have the different style of preparing those hmm. uh, in the yeah. arabic way or the indian way i think the sea kebabs uh, are always uh, indian predominantly yeah, yeah. indian predominantly indian you don't have them into the arabic like it's basically a take away from the arabic culture and it's the indian version of those kebabs and in arabic of course you don't have much veg options other than falafel and fatoush or tabbouleh so okay i would well, keep falafel as the go to where uh, or you have those uh, batata hara where the yeah. potato with garlic sauce which which is pretty good and also in the non veg i would say something like uh, i don't know i had a different concept maybe like butter chicken pani puri like you have the <laughs> puri and then you put butter chicken on that and eat it wow wow i was actually waiting for this like i was wondering when sure would bring up when i was waiting to the main dip. course yeah main course is where i was kind of expecting it <laughs> fair enough yeah or, or you know like uh, knowing sure if he would have introduced us with a welcome drink that's made out of butter chicken or you know like in the pani puri you have the pani maybe instead of that pani you put kala khatta which would just explode in your mouth okay all right interesting that would be maybe certainly interesting pani puri yeah 
Yeah, but for Arabic, you could have like kibbehs are there, or you know, the other uh, yeah, samosa, yeah. the sambosas or whatever, right? The mutton sambosas. Sambosek. Those are also yeah, sambosek. Yeah, so those are yeah, it's some of the start sambos. Okay, and so bite into that when you find butter chicken. That's all. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> that would that would work a delight though. Yeah, all right, I mean butter chicken in an Arabic cuisine. And if you see, butter chicken is loved by uh, not only by Indians but even by the Arabs, even by the uh, Europeans. So that's something like you would have that as your base, this thing. And with that, you can play along with your dishes. Is that what the stream restaurant would be known for? It's butter chicken. Yeah, exclusively known for butter chicken. Okay, but there are different varieties of butter chicken. You can have it in a pani puri. You yeah. could have it in yeah, awesome. Have in a kibbe. You can have it in a samosa. Or you could just have it plain and old as a main course. Yeah, which which is where I, we I, I, move on to, I suppose. Uh, okay, before I've that, I've seen order. one video. I've seen one video recently. One of the restaurants they serve butter chicken in the chai cup. How you have the cutting chai like that in a tea cup? They put butter chicken in that, and then they wrap it around like a paratha. I don't okay. know how that works. I, I'm I'm very happy that it's not been very logical. This is going off the rails a bit, but. Butter chicken. I still probably would have it in different forms just to see how it would work. I think it's worked on a pizza, I suppose. So, I guess there are different ways that it could it's work. You can take a pizza, I would say, not like a butter chicken. Yeah. Really? You okay. seen pizza outside? It's chicken tikka pizza. Very few I've seen butter chicken pizza. Uh, all right, let's move on to the main course now. And we've already spoken a lot about what your signature main course would be, but Apart from the plethora butter chickens that we're going to receive, what is the other one dish that you would recommend that we order as part of the main course? Again, you can do it Maybe. by cuisine if you want to. Like Indian is we know butter chicken, right? Like there's nothing else that yeah. we're going to order. But uh, but when when did this come about, Shreya? Like your love for butter chicken has yeah your fascination with butter chicken and what is it that really appeals to you about butter chicken rather than anything else to be honest like i i just i just cuz i find it to be the most um generic yeah dish to be honest like i kind of i'm at this point in my life where i see butter chicken and i'm like yeah and i'm not going to order that kind of thing cuz it, it's been so like like he mentioned generic right you order that so often i can cook of, a, like, i can make a good butter chicken so i don't need find the need to Kind of go and have a butter chicken outside. Yeah, but I can't. Yeah. But Pradi can, so I I can easily ask him to cook one. So. See, it's become generic because it's popular. You know, maybe okay, name you would like an X Y Z dish. You would not see it everywhere because it's not that popular. It it didn't appeal to most of the people yet. So butter chicken is something you go on a wedding, you go on a, a corporate events, you will have butter chicken for sure. And that will attract all the uh, ethnicities around, and and people enjoy it. I mean, people love uh, even the Europeans. They would have uh, naan with their hands and eat butter chicken, and like they they enjoy it that way. So butter chicken is something which attracts everyone, and it's like a global dish now. It's it's not like anything like an Indian dish only. Like there, like a lot of people are doing butter chicken. Even when I travel abroad. 
I still see butter chickens and people get excited. Oh, there's butter chicken over there. Let's go have that. So I've I've seen that excitement. So yeah, I, butter I, chicken. I won't dis I won't dis the butter chicken. I think it's still a go-to dish, like probably like a safe choice at times. And it's also like if I feel like having I do get those cravings, like, oh, maybe today I do feel like having a butter chicken soon. I will go for it. It's not like a completely stay away. But no, the main point of names question which is where is your where did your obsession or your fascination for butter chicken start well, I mean, do not since, say post covid i will kill you no since childhood i would say i would see i would see butter chicken on a buffet so that's when I, I don't remember which restaurant it was but that's when i really loved butter chicken and that's where it kicked off from there and what to whatever restaurants i go even the new ones so i would taste the butter chicken and then I would rate the restaurant. Okay, this restaurant is good for butter chicken. Then next time we should go there. Uh, two two weeks back, I went for an event and they had butter chicken and it was so bad. And then I was like, let's not come to this restaurant again because they don't have good butter chicken. I mean, just because on butter oh. chicken, I rated that restaurant very uh, poor. Okay. Uh, I thought you I mean, rated the... Event poorly. I was like, okay, let's never visit their event again because they serve poor butter chicken. They clearly don't know their taste. They don't have good food buds. The event was a family event because they had a baby. If they have one more baby and they call us for the event, (laughs) they don't go for it. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. It doesn't look good if he doesn't go for it. I was thinking he's saying that he's not going to go for it. (laughs) Okay, thank God. (laughs) Yeah. We have family feud over here over butter chicken. But give me one restaurant where the butter chicken you had is insane. Like one restaurant where if I were to come to you and ask you, Shoaib, I want to have butter chicken, which restaurant would you recommend? I really enjoyed in, uh, so in Dubai, it's called Pindadhaba. That I really liked it. Okay. This new in Punjab, which people talk a lot about it, but I felt Pindadhaba was uh, much better. And in a very uh, nice, like a five-star level, I would say, Amara is also good. Uh, they also serve decent and nice butter chicken. Amara, Amara? it's in Voco Hotel. Okay, okay, right. Okay, right. So I've That's... been there like a couple of times. So and and every time I went, it didn't disappoint me. Okay, nice, good, good for these recommendations. Now let's get back to the the main course, right? So we know the Indian for sure. There's no escaping your restaurant without the butter chicken. Otherwise, you fling this out of the top the top punk or whatever i forgot what it's called but let's talk about the arabic cuisine and the indo-chinese what are the main courses that you would recommend so and the um indo-chinese one i would have something like um uh chicken manchurian or something like uh, uh it's called dragon prawns or you know something with a hot sauce and you have the small prawns in that that's something which is really good and and even with the Indo-Chinese also, you can have it with like with fried rice or even with naan also. I've seen a lot of people having chicken manchurian with garlic naan. Okay. You go to you go to Delhi Darbar, you see people having that. Oh, right. Those kind of recipes. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so Arabic? Arabic, I would keep something something in meat because Arabic is known for meat. Uh, something like an aris. Or shawarmas, of course, that would be like the most popular thing to go to, and um, and the Sikhs, the the grilled kebabs, and 
you know like someone could hire the bus for like a birthday event also and you can have uh, in one of the restaurants you know that uh, they have this full big naan type or the roti type and you have the name written on it no so, which restaurant is this really wow i've never come shizan burak you haven't seen in shizan burak no 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 so it's like a big uh, pita bread or like a like not a bread. naan Naan, and, naan, not bread, yeah, not and bread. and they would do something like I mean they charge like two fifty dirhams for that, and your name would be written like Prad Pradyum or Naim on the. Okay. I'm going to eat it anyway. What is the big? Deal While about? we are at this topic of burak, someone explain to me, is it cousin burak? Because I heard someone say call it cousin burak, and cousin. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Is that is that even possible? Have I been reading it wrong all this while? So uh, tell me, has like ha- first of all, I think show you've been to the restaurant, right? And and have you heard them call it out? Like what what it's supposed to? Be? No, I mean people call it burak. It's called shizan yeah. burak. <laughs> Safe thing to do. <laughs> yeah, no, right. It's it's called shizan burak. But uh, once I went out with a couple of friends and. They were like, "Oh, Ashwin, uh, maybe try cousin Burak." And okay, uh, so because I heard it for the first time like a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Wow, that's the first time hearing." But maybe I've got it wrong. But okay, carry on. Cousin, cousin, really? I, cousin. Yeah, I would find it very weird that they would call it cousin Burak. Anyway, to each their own. <laughs> The yeah. Arabic version of it, like yo, my it's my cousin Burak. Like, oh, where are you going, Oscar mate? Cousin or a chai? Okay, let's. Chacha ka beta, yeah. And so let's move on now to dessert. What's the one dessert that your restaurant would be famous for or needs to have? Desserts, uh, is just maybe. um like having a faluda but i want to have some kind of fusion in that maybe okay. how um butter chicken yeah. faluda if you say something like that no, my no, no, god no. will flip out I mean, no no i mean how you would have like a small chocolate but inside the chocolate have like something like a karak chai like it's like a karak chai bomb in your mouth it's the new uh, uh, new weapon of the future i mean yeah because karakta also is getting no don't popular. say yeah to that please do not say yeah to that we don't want that to be part of the podcast what karakta no not that i called karakta bomb the uh, weapon uh, of the future and you're like yes so do not say that it's not the <laughs> great <laughs> i mean that would anyway. be a good invention like where everyone would appreciate that kind of a thing if you would like to have a hot beverage be poured on you from a height sure but apart from that yeah go on the chocolate with the karak chai inside that that sounds great though that sounds really cool like you have chocolate and coffee as a good mix i would love to have like a uh, but how am i eating this is it like are those is that like the spherical thing is it like a hard chocolate with like an oozing of lava of karak chai inside what's it like No, you would just have like a small chocolate and just pop it into your mouth and then enjoy it. Okay, right. Now that's all is my dessert. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure. No, 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 no. Uh, you'll have you'll have more options like a maybe like a lava cake. Um, okay. For which I mean, you do have only chocolate lava cakes, but maybe I would introduce something maybe like a chocolate with banana lava cake. Something chocolate and banana really goes well together. Yeah. 
it does and um, cut it and banana milkshake flows through it flows or up. maybe that that can could be can we order really... this for Aaron and me like yeah, right so it's on the house it's on the yeah. house yeah yeah you need to use zomato as well thank you other than that that i would say uh, of course like like a tiramisu or yeah. uh, maybe like a small uh, cakes and like you would have uh, desserts from all type of cuisine also in this like in arabic cuisine you would have, have like the kunafas the baklavas but even in the uh, the kunafa maybe like a chocolate kunafa or mm. instead of the cheese and the cream maybe that's something different i would say maybe you could add in more flavors uh like a customized flavors if suppose someone wants like a strawberry baklava or maybe like a peanut butter or maybe like a uh, i mean nutella baklava i'm not so sure if that's come out yet or like a nutella kunafa but something you can experiment and try on some, for like something new and if it turns out to be well then yeah i mean it could be one of your popular dishes uh, desserts all right yeah that sounds as a like a good end to the meal but before we we end the menu section we need to ask you about we have the section called the founders creation which is essentially a dish that you have come up with which has to be on the menu even if the chef disagrees and like no we can't do this no we shouldn't have this you're like no i want this dish to be on the menu it's my creation i'm going to make it so as i said earlier this restaurant is going to be known exclusively for butter chicken and if the chef comes and says like to remove butter chicken not as a primary dish as a secondary this thing so of course i mean he would be the first one to be like okay sorry i'm not interested and then you can just look look and find one. your job somewhere else yeah <laughs> fired <laughs> I mean I would not even hire him before I fire him. No. <laughs> <laughs> but butter chicken in like are we only just talking your creation is not butter chicken are you going to do something different like you had the butter chicken and pani puri which sounded like your creation like maybe you butter chicken it. with in a pita bread or a butter chicken in a in a pizza butter chicken in 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 the rice also you could have something like that uh, wow butter chicken in rice oh my god that's going to be quite something <laughs> butter chicken rice for the arabic bread butter chicken momos <laughs> for the indo chinese bread oh, and wow. a butter chicken kulcha for the indian bread yes mm. or a butter chicken pani puri as well for the indian bread And for, the Italian, and for the Italian butter chicken in a pita bread. Okay, right on on a pizza dough or whatever. Yeah, on a pizza okay. also. Yeah, garlic, butter chicken, garlic, uh, butter chicken pasta. <laughs> butter chicken. Oh my god! No pink sauce, no white sauce, no red sauce. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm thinking about? Like the moment he plans on expanding. And thinks of including French cuisine, he's gonna have butter butter chicken croissant in there. Oh, that's really good. I mean, you can have that for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is episode one. We've lost basically half the world. Nice. Uh, I'll give it a try though. Your butter chicken croissant whenever it launches for breakfast. I said I know you said I'm brave, but I ain't that brave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, butter chicken. Yeah, of course, you would not like butter chicken. I, as a like butter chicken cake or something like that of course that would not blend in well i mean not everything would I'm go sure. <laughs> I, i i don't i don't think we were even thinking along those lines yeah. but, uh, the, okay the, 
the yeah. fact that you were thinking along those lines scares me even more because you have yeah, I, mean, some... i want people to come in i don't want people to like yeah. because of bad word of word of mouth then doesn't works out well what okay. a chicken cake wow yeah <clears throat> wow all right okay show as exciting as your menu is and as disturbing as some of the items are uh, let's move on now to the next section and that is your dream chef and the dream guest now the dream chef so who is going to be responsible to cook all of these items are you going to have three different chefs for three different cuisines you're going to have one chef who's go- so good that he can manage the entire brigade to make all of this so who's the one chef or three chefs who are going to be responsible for all this so i, I would prefer I, having yeah i don't think yes. we need to have like three i think the the goal of this is to understand that one person you would want to have uh, preparing a meal in your kitchen doesn't have yeah, to be luck. indian so well, there would be like a one head chef one ah. head chef who is handling in the in the cloud kitchen like maybe it could be like a separate uh, central kitchen where he would have pre- uh, the ingredients prepared and and each of the uh, buses would uh, have a secondary chef who is monitoring the other chefs Okay. so i would keep it in that way i would not have like a celebrity chef or something in this yet because it's like a startup it's something which which is uh, um which is still new so having a celebrity chef would add up to the cost and okay. also i haven't mentioned in this call that uh, this restaurant is just not about serving food uh, to the to the uh, middle class income or something and it would also add up like whatever they are earning what also uh, go like maybe like a 5% or a 10% into the charity also maybe uh, that would help the victims who are uh, who have faced natural disasters abroad or something some kind of a humanitarian help also that would be i must say that is very on brand that is very showeb of you to like like you started we started this podcast saying that you know you think more about others than yourself so this is very yeah. in line with what what's and, been, what we've spoken about and even for such things and uh, maybe maybe like once in every two months or three months i would just have like a free meal service to i would just take this bus to a um, uh, labor camp or something maybe whatever earnings i would make of charity i would serve those meals to them even so that they can also have a good good meal also it's not like they they just having their own home cooked foods every day so they could also enjoy such kind of a thing and you never know like you have people in all across the world who have come up from you know the rags to riches so i mean out of those populations so they could be some of them also who have such kind of a potential so i mean and if tomorrow maybe like in the next 20 years if he is like one of the big, biggest businessmen maybe if he wants to invest in such kind of a business so you have to look in every point of view <laughs> i love yeah, that he's already wow, looking i love i love how it, there are like so many uh, ways in which he's actually uh, looking at this and like not only from perspective of wanting to help people but also how that helping others could actually eventually help him out uh yeah. down in the long run wow so i mean wow brilliant obviously it's uh, a very sure thing like pradi mentioned so a big believer in karma if i do good to you 
you must have paid a lot of attention in islamic studies i must say or moral ah yeah no you were islamic yeah, studies. R- R- i was moral science very p- proud rausa would be very yeah, he would invest <laughs> doubt it i'm not quite sure about that but <laughs> yeah okay he um, just think you copied from naim that's it <laughs> yeah all right uh, so uh, who is the dream chef though who is the one chef that you would like to have cook this meal even it, it may not be celebrity it doesn't need to be celebrity but to be relatives it could be anyone i mean i would have of course my family members because my wife also she is pretty good in cooking my dad is like an amazing cook whenever we have some guests come in and dad prepares food and people really love my dad's cooking so this is something which i would start off with and of course we have pradi also who would cook maybe maybe on weekends if you would like to come in and join and contribute or something maybe that also could be an option that yeah, is more than uh, butter chicken arais yeah yeah i mean pradi's mom is an amazing cook and i know auntie also would be a part of this uh, initiative where you know uh, helping out others and i know that she would really love this idea as well she'll she take care of the part. vegetarians so that's okay yeah she that that's the yeah that's true. then of course i mean i mean everyone like anyone who would want to come in and even you have it's not only that you have a lot of housewives sitting at home and who is looking for opportunities maybe we could showcase their talent also maybe if they would also want to be a part of it they wow, could also okay. they could also nice. come in and help because you have a lot of people who thinks about okay you know what if i would you know open up a restaurant or something like that so that involves that's, a lot of investment that's the whole point yeah. of this podcast to have people think about it and tell us about their ideas but we don't have to build it and they don't have to worry about investing in it they just have the idea they want to say yeah. say it out loud all right that sounds great uh, and your dream guest who's the one dream guest that you would love to have come visit your restaurant i mean if 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 suppose if i get all the permits if i could take this bus to saudi arabia i could saudi arabia to, okay i mean of course i mean if you have uh, celebrities coming in if they would love, love this concept maybe like neymar or ronaldo or something like that you know <laughs> I, yeah. i mean i, I mean how, how you have those uh, buses which take you to the football field maybe you could the, the, the hilal club or the the club <laughs> they could hire this and they could have the food of course not the indian foods and all because according to their uh, diet they, yeah i can imagine diet, every have that. i can imagine them ordering butter chicken on their way to the match <laughs> then why one no butter chicken will be after they win the match not before oh what if they lose no butter chicken for them <laughs> like only after they win the match they'll have butter chicken like, it will be like a consolation way. prize yeah <laughs> oh you didn't win butter chicken cake about uh, cake yeah wow that's hilarious that like you're driving them to the football match and serving them their meals during that yeah Great. i mean that's something which which could get popular like you had uh, in the fifa world cup you had the salty who came in and then uh, who took the trophy and all that of course i don't want to make it that popular kind of a thing but they're like sure for all the butter chicken here come touch the the world cup and we'd love to have you on here imagine uh, the c- celebrations after winning the world cup on in shoes bus <laughs> yeah, like exactly going around town in that bus 
popping meal while yeah. uh, i mean like I'm, i mean like you shake the champagne and then butter chicken masala comes out Jesus Christ. Wow. Anyway, you can't have champagne. You technically can't have champagne in Saudi Arabia, uh, no, especially no, the, in public. The, 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 so. No, but that's the halal champagne. champagne. That's halal champagne. Yes, Saudi champagne. No, but I'm saying, instead of that, the Saudi champagne can be butter chicken masala. Everyone's like dripped in orange sauce everywhere as they celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's just... I like that we have a mix of logic and the bizarre in this podcast. A perfect and episode dream. one. Yeah. And the dream. All I can think okay. is people screaming out, my eyes, my eyes. <laughs> I can and then people toppling off the bus because it's open air. All right, sure. Now I suppose the most important bit, that is the name of the restaurant. So, I think you what would you call? Hint, hint of that. Yeah, I gave time. a hint in the beginning. I would call it as like a Meals on Wheels or if, if the meals have a deal, then deals on wheels you know something like that like. <laughs> okay so when it when you have a deal then the name changes but otherwise it's just meals on wheels yeah i mean there would be some some days maybe if you feel that it's not doing well maybe like you can have a deal buy 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 one uh, butter chicken and then you get a chocolate milkshake free or something like that you know have such kind of a deal <laughs> butter chicken and chocolate milkshake <laughs> i i wish somebody on I mean, I hope we have enough listeners that someone on Twitter does like a tally of the number of times we mentioned butter chicken in on this particular episode itself. Like, yeah, I'm it's pretty sure it's X it's de- now. Yeah, X. Sorry, not Twitter. My I bad. think I think we need to ban this dish for the rest of the season. I think we've already uh, overshot the quota for the season. So. Yeah, no. One but the season, mention. see, that's the thing. I mean, I mean, see, this is the thing. Butter chicken is something everyone will talk about, and this podcast will get popular just because of butter chicken and butter chicken <laughs> stock prices will increase even more. Stock prices. That, that's it. So, uh, Prags, you heard him. We got to change yeah. our name of our podcast. We need to make it the Butter Chicken Podcast. Correct. Screw yeah. entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> Already, just after episode one, we are like, oh, shit, we need to do a full revamp, change the name yeah. to everything. <laughs> Our logo will just be butter chicken. A red background with just one chicken leg. All right, so and, meals and, on and wheels. Also, yeah, and also, like, you know, like, people, when they get angry and they say, BC, and then, like, no, BC stands for butter chicken. <laughs> wow. <Sure. okay. laughs> Thanks, thanks yeah. for all the marketing. I, thanks for all the I marketing. Do, I, I don't yeah. think any of our European listeners or... Our American listeners, if we have any, would get any of that. But okay. Yeah. Well, now, Shug, let's move on to the fun bit of this podcast. I don't know how it could get even funnier than what we've had so far. But uh, we're going to do a quick rapid fire round. Okay. Okay. We're going to talk to you about the most controversial opinions that are there in food right now. And or we think are there in food right now, and we want your opinions on, you know, we're going to, it's basically a yes or no, so which side of the opinion you lie on, right? And you don't have any time to think, it's going to be like at the snap of my finger. Perfect. All right? Ready? Yep. Cool. Okay, now, question one. Biryani, with or without elaichi? Without, of course. 
Pizza with or without pineapple? Without. Orange juice with or without pulp? With pulp. Peanut butter, smooth or crunchy? Smooth. Okay. Gulab jamun, hot or cold? Gulab, hot gulab jamun with cold vanilla ice cream. Okay. And cereal, milk first or cereal first? Milk first and then cereal. Cold milk, I would prefer. Okay. All right. So that's the end of this rapid fire round. It's a short one, but it was, I think you've kind of sided with majority on that. Just from public opinion that we've heard, uh, except for the milk first. I think that's going to rile a few feathers. Why milk first though? So usually like every day I have like one cup of milk Mm -hmm. uh, before going to the office. So if I'm having it in a bowl, I would pour the milk uh, in the cup and then I would put it in a bowl and then put the cereal. So that's how it works. Why is the cup the intermediary? Like the one cup of milk, which I have it every day. Okay, so you measure it out. I measure it out, yeah. Wow, psychopaths. All right, uh, let's move on to the last topic of this podcast, and that is your most controversial food opinion. I mean, I was going to say elaichi in biryani. Okay. And that's something, I, I mean, I still ask uh, whenever I have biryani and when I get elaichi, I mean, like, what's the point of this elaichi in this biryani? How is this taste going to change the biryani? I mean, it's, okay. it's changing the taste of my mouth, of my taste buds. But I mean, even if it's not there, it would not, you know, it's, it's non-existent. Uh, okay. Yes, that's the one thing I would say. I mean, still, I, I mean, uh, I, I think I think what you've done is not only take the elaichi bit. So normally people just don't like the fact that they're biting into the elaichi. I've never heard anyone contest the fact that cardamom has zero flavor. I think that's the that's the biggest controversy I've heard. Like, yeah, yeah, that no, it's gonna see, add it, zero flavor. No. See, uh, cardamom in a chai because chai is this small quantity, and in chai you have milk water, sugar, that's it. So you can taste cardamom. In biryani, you have a lot of masalas. You have the meat, if it's a non-veg. Then you have the other ingredients coming wait, in. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Now, coming to this point, you, you just mentioned biryani, if it's non-veg. So do you mean to say that you actually believe there is a veg version of biryani? Like biryani can actually be veg? I mean, that's also controversy. It should be called as a veg plow, but then you go to restaurants and then you, they say, yes, sir, we have veg biryani as well. So okay, what's your personal opinion? That? Yeah. I would say veg plow and in non-veg, it should be biryani. Okay. So, yeah, but go on. Yeah. Go so on, the yeah. card, so you're saying a lot of masalas anyway negates this, any sort of flavor that the cardamom holds. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. That is certainly controversial. I, th- I mean, the biryani elaichi ones, are, it's a general one. That's why we added it in the rapid fire round. But the fact that you just basically said that cardamom in a biryani itself doesn't have add anything. Uh, that's going to rile up a lot of your chefs. That's quite I mean, interesting. Though. You, you've got to figure it out though. Has anyone had a biryani that didn't have elaichi in it? Like technically, like usually you toss them out. Yeah. You- Probably, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, whenever but, I go to a 
have a hyderabadi biryani i don't see any lighty at all in bombay biryanis yes you do find lighties hyderabadi biryanis i haven't found any lighty yet and you've never found a difference in any sort of taste i would i would prefer hyderabadi biryani way that's like the top of my list no no but biryanis. with or without the cardamom you really don't me, feel yeah. any yeah okay okay and is there any other food opinion that you've had controversial i can't recollect it right now but other than the biryani with elaichi and the veg biryani versus veg pulao that's okay. something which nice brought it up yeah no you brought it up by saying non veg biryani yeah technically exactly like yeah that yeah. Uh, like that needed the question or i mean that's why name uh, raised the question like you is there a veg biryani but fair enough i think that's that's a good start at least to get to know you know i i mean it is like i said these are generic controversial opinion but you took it one step further especially with the cardamom and i think that's going to be a talking point whether it actually does add flavor because you said it gets muddled up with everything what we else. need to do what we need to do is get someone to cook a version of biryani with elaichi and one without elaichi and then and it has to be the same thing like everything yeah. else remains exact same barring the elaichi and then you see if there's an actual difference to the taste we should, we should do that, this actually yeah it has to be an experiment we have to do this experiment maybe once i'm down there we should try to do that because like sure mentioned like certain biryanis across different states of india do have elaichi and do not have so like anyway hyderabadi mumbai they're all different sort of biryanis using different spices so you will definitely have some difference in taste but we don't know whether the cardamom is the sole factor and we need to know that so we're going to do a small experiment and hopefully we can put it up on our social media accounts at the end of the season where this is the experiment yeah, we're trying yeah. it out so we'll wait for you to prepare the next biryani <laughs> uh, the next time we visit your place Sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't sound very happy. Anyway, if you no, if your parents, no, for Azmin that he should come. So that's why, like, yeah. Azmin and Anam judge uh, first. First up, which biryani turns out to be the better one, and if if Pradyum is uh, worthy of preparing biryani going forward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I haven't done it before, so it'll certainly be interesting. All right, show. Thank you for coming onto this podcast and giving us your dream. Talking us through your dream restaurant. It was really, it was a lot of fun. I was scared that we were going very logical, very, you know, thoughtful. But there were certain bits throughout this podcast where I was like, "What the hell is happening? Am I? Is it a fever dream? Uh, like someone wake me up from this nightmare?" Um, you know, those are some of the thoughts that were going through my head as we were talking. But of course. I think the one thing that we can take away from this episode is biryani. Ah, I'm mean, sorry, butter chicken rules all. According to sure. According to sure. So not that's a good kickoff for the first episode, I guess. Yep. So I can only now picture the rest trying to match up to this first episode. But I'm just, you, I'm just glad know? we avoided a disaster that could be a butter chicken cake. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's the dessert that. should never and will never hopefully will never happen and you know one more suggestion to the other guest who you've spoken to about this podcast maybe all of the guest or maybe a few of us 
should ask you three about your favorite uh, green restaurant also oh right yeah that's already in the pipeline for some time in the future if we were to do a lot more that we will have a special episode where the three of us talk about we, we, we can group them all together and have them interview uh, the three of us in yeah. one go like once we ha- once we have our episodes with the rest of the guests this yeah, season yeah 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 we kind of take away the best ideas mash them together <laughs> and present them as our idea <laughs> exactly yeah. and then you guys actually open up one using our ideas uh, yeah and you're the one sponsoring it like all of exactly you uh, the turn how <laughs> my my how the turn tables <laughs> exactly yeah but i think i only hope that the others don't bring up butter chicken a lot more because then our menus will only be varieties of butter chicken if we were to mesh it all together <sighs> yeah yeah all right anyway thanks show for coming on to this podcast and you know telling us about your dream restaurant uh we would love to have you back maybe for a special episode with you and anam together and talking about something that you both would set up in the future but until then thank you and we hope to see you soon and enjoy a biryani with uh, with or without elaichi well, that's for your wife Definitely. to decide i'll have i'll have the hot gulab jamun with vanilla ice cream for sure awesome <laughs> okay just to sweeten the deal all right thanks and uh, to those of you who are listening that's it for episode 1 we are your hosts naeem pradyum and aaron and we'll catch you all on episode 2 next time see you 